Hello. It's that time of the week again. We're on the strange. Whoa. <laughs> Saturday at noon is strange time. Get on that strange, everybody. That sounds bad. Get on that strange. Yeah, that sounds like a, a drug <laughs> reference. That is not. We're not endorsing any drugs. It sounds like you're going to do like K2 or something. It, and I'm endorsing meditation and deep thought and pondering some of the crazy stuff we're going to be talking about on this show today. Today is the story of Darth Vader. Welcome, everybody, to Mega Strange. We are your hosts, Derek and Johnny. Hello. Uh, this is the Mega Strange podcast, the podcast that talks about all things weird, wild, and otherworldly. And speaking of otherworldly, we're going to a galaxy far, far away today. I tried to wear my evilest hoodie. We're talking about the most evil guy in the galaxy, uh, who Johnny is trying to honor with his hoodie. Yes. We're talking about Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. I'm sure you've heard of him unless you've been living under a rock for the past 40 years. Uh, we had such a good time doing that Godzilla episode. We thought we'd do another kind of deep dive on on a character that is like beloved by all. Yeah. Uh, I told my girlfriend we were going to be doing an episode on Darth Vader and she immediately scoffed and went, what's weird about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like doing this podcast sometimes. <laughs> uh, what's weird about it is we get to decide that it's weird. And it's something that we're passionate about and, and which is this podcast yeah. and, and talking about things that we're passionate about. I don't know. We did an episode, as you mentioned, on Godzilla. We did a deep dive on the Joker. I feel like every once in a while, a character comes along that transcends one movie, becomes a cultural icon. Yeah. In some ways, defines a generation for some, defines multiple generations, uh, you know, some characters just live on forever. They they kind of become larger than life. They be, they enter into like the modern myth uh, status. And I definitely think Darth Vader is the number one example of that. Yeah. In, in recent memory. So to me, that's that's a little weird. I don't know. And like even when we started this podcast, we like started, you know, I think like episode two was a deep dive of the Joker. To me, what was always interesting about this podcast was like, oh, we could talk about ghosts, cryptids, and also like pop culture stuff. So I, I personally think doing a whole deep dive on Darth Vader is super in line with what. If you don't doing. think Darth Vader is weird, you're definitely going to think Darth Vader is weird when we're done talking yeah, about him today. Exactly. Um, but I did want to rewind mm -hmm. because there are some people out there, believe it or not, who have never seen Star Wars, who have have purposely or. Um, just by happenstance, not encountered it their entire life and may not be aware of who Darth Vader is. When I was a teen, I don't know. I, I have this friend, Chris, that I've known like my whole life. Okay. Shouts and out, Chris. Shouts out, Chris. Hopefully he's watching. Uh, he refuses to watch Star Wars. I've I don't met know people like that. What yeah. it is. He, every time I would be like, they're really good. And he's like, nah, they're lame. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, they, they make me fall asleep. They're like old and weird. And I'm like, okay. I did drama in high school and there was this girl in my drama class senior year who refused to watch Star Wars and she had this attitude about it. Like, I do not watch Star Wars. I do not associate with people who watch Star Wars and I'll never forget this quote. She said, I don't like what Star Wars does to people. Okay. <laughs> Which I is, I think I know maybe what yeah. she's talking about, but not really because it's not like you could take a normal person and, and show them Star Wars and they're going to come out of it like fucked up in the head, like all twisted and like, ooh, now I'm nerdy and yeah. unsunchable. That like if you with no context, it sounds like someone in her life was like maybe abusive and who really likes Star Wars. And she's like, I just don't like what the, the demons they become. When yeah. They get into the force. When I was a kid, I had this book written by the great film critic Leonard Maltin. Shouts out. Shouts out Leonard Maltin. He, I love Leonard Maltin because he wrote this book where he attempted to basically review ever, every movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, and I would just peruse this book and look up famous movies. And I looked up the reviews for the Star Wars trilogy. And it was really interesting to me because when it comes to Empire and Return of the Jedi, the second and third movie, he said that these movies would be indecipherable for people who had not seen the first movie. Yeah. Like as they went on, you would just not know anything that was going on. 
And I love that. I always wanted to take somebody who had never seen Star Wars and just show them Return of the Jedi and and just have them explain like, all right, so what do you think's going on? Like, what are you <laughs> gleaming from the story here? You know, you got Jabba the Hutt, this big worm gangster. You got this guy frozen in a metal slab. Yeah. Uh, this dude in a black robe shows up. Yeah. Th- with the second one, it's like, I'm sure you have like a, a mental like image of Darth Vader. But in the second one, he's just like they show up and he's like eating dinner. Yeah. Like and they're like, oh, that's the evil guy. He's eating dinner. Yeah. It's and he like sees this uh, fucking robot all dressed in black. <laughs> and it's like, father, I know that there's still good in you. Yeah. <laughs> that evil robot is who we're talking about today. All right. So uh, the story of Darth Vader. Um, yeah. I where we where do we begin? I'm going to assume everybody out there has seen Star Wars. Yeah. And is vaguely familiar with it. You're not one of those people who's avoided it your whole life. You've probably seen Star Wars. Uh, and even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you probably know who Darth Vader is. He's so culturally relevant. He appears in commercials, television shows, video games. I He's everywhere. I actually yeah. love that poster of Darth Vader. That I, I think it's like a production shot where it's just him standing on a white background with his hands up. <laughs> and I, I think it just says like Star Wars. It's one of like the original posters. I don't think I've seen that. You've never seen I that? I don't think so. Okay. When you're editing yeah. this, look, try to find this poster. It's just Darth Vader standing in a white room by himself and it just says Star Wars. <laughs> it's honestly probably my favorite Star Wars poster yeah. of all time. It's funny. Like, uh, I think he's so relevant. And there's so many parodies of Darth Vader. Like before I'd ever seen Star Wars as a kid, I knew the twist. I knew like the like thing from like just cartoons in general. So like I feel like most people have a general image of Darth Vader, even if they've never seen Star Wars, which yeah. is impressive. And what is its legacy, what, yeah. what I think is most impressive actually about Darth Vader, you already said the twist. Yeah, it's a big part of the Darth Vader lore. Every every kid knows this before they even see Star Wars. Yeah. They know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's oh, we father. It. Yeah, Fuck. sorry, it, it might be the biggest spoiler in film history. Yeah, honestly. It, yeah, just on the on the playground as a kid, we, if you found two sticks, like if one kid found another stick and you had a stick, immediately you're like, Luke, I'm your father, and then you swing the stick at him. Like, yeah, before just, you <laughs> even know what Luke, I am your father yeah, means, yeah. you're aware of that quote exactly. Um, what's interesting is that George Lucas claims that when he was originally writing Star Wars, he always knew that Darth Vader was going to be Luke Skywalker's father. Mm. That was always part of the story. I don't know if I actually believe that. I have some info on that as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. And I I want to get into it because I, I definitely think that there was an evolution of this character. Yeah. And, and we will get into it, but before we get into it, I just want to sum up Darth Vader for yeah. people out there who don't know. If you've never seen Star Wars, this is what it is. Okay, so Star Wars, there's a war happening in space. <laughs> in the stars. Yeah, the Rebel Alliance is like a ragtag team of uh, freedom fighters, mm. and they're going against the Galactic Empire. And the yeah. Galactic Empire, they've got money. Everything looks sleek. You know, the stormtroopers are, you've seen them too. They look like skeleton robots all dressed in white. Yeah. And how, what it appears to be in the first movie is that the leader of the stormtroopers, it may be the highest ranking officer in the whole empire, though that appears not to be so in the first movie, is this guy named Darth Vader. Yes. Maybe he's like the number one warrior for the empire. He, he definitely like, um, is underneath this other guy named Grand Moff Tarkin mm. in the first movie. Ooh, excuse me. Who seems to be the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but as the movies go on in the second film and the third film, Darth Vader kind of becomes the main villain. Yeah. It's not hard to be overshadowed by a giant robot man. Yeah. And a big <laughs> part of Darth Vader becoming the main villain, even though there is the emperor who yeah. is above him, is because... The big spoiler, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Yes. Not only does Darth Vader become the main villain over the course of the trilogy, but then we have the prequels where over the course of these three movies that were released in the late 90s, early 2000s, Darth Vader becomes the main character of the entire series, which to me is really interesting when we talk about the evolution of this character. He goes from second tier bad guy to main bad guy to main character of the whole story. Yeah, because he like I mean, he has the most arc 
Yeah. Out of the entire series, out of anyone. Exactly. Yeah. So in the first three movies, Luke Skywalker is the main character, but then Darth Vader is always present. When George Lucas introduces the prequels, he figures, well, we see how Darth Vader dies. We see that his son kills him. Where does this son come from? And how does Darth Vader become a bad guy to begin with? Mm. And so he introduces this origin story. And maybe he was aware that he was doing it, that he was changing the the focus of Star Wars from being about Luke Skywalker to being about Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. For me, personally, as a Star Wars fan, this is the beginning of the divide where <laughs> Star Wars starts to lose some of its mysticism. I don't know. Like, the more that they tweak Darth Vader the more that it starts to lose some of its magic for me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm a, you know, I'm all about that original trilogy. I don't need much more than that. Yeah, I agree to an extent. I just feel, I always felt like he went too far. Yeah. Like we didn't need to see Anakin as a kid. Like that didn't need to, like if you started him as like teen Anakin, I think that's more interesting. You know, because, I uh, agree. Yeah. Cause the third movie is where it gets interesting in the prequels to me, that's the only one that's like, has the interesting cause it's the most connected to the original. Yeah. And I just feel like if you start just a little bit before wherever the fuck it started, you have an interesting story. What's interesting to me, side note, I looked this up the first trilogy, a new hope, uh, empire strikes back and return of the Jedi span four years in the star Wars universe. So between okay. a new hope and Re Re empire strikes back, it's like three years have passed in between those stories. And then between the second and third movie is another one year. Four years total. The prequels mm -hmm. start when Anakin is like 10 years old. Yeah. And then the next movie is a nine-year time skip where he is now 19 years old. Okay. And then the movie after that is another three years. He's now 21. So the prequels actually tell three times as much yeah. uh, time covered in that story, which... It's interesting to me that they just like stretched it out. My dad used to get so mad uh, when he saw Revenge of the Sith because he's like, how he's like, how much fucking time is in between Revenge of the Sith and the New Hope? Because he's like, Obi-Wan is like a young man <laughs> at the end of that movie. And he's uh, like, then he's an old man. And he's like, there's the, the time gap is just weird. I believe it's 20 years. Exactly. Because I think they, they, they make some type of statement like that. And it's just like. He wouldn't be that old. <laughs> I think Darth Vader, canonically speaking, is 21 at the end of Revenge of the Sith and, yeah. and 41 at the beginning of A New Hope. And when they show him, he looks like fucking 80 <laughs> like yeah. when he takes the helmet off. Well, we'll get into, yeah. we'll get into anyway. the nitty gritty of why he looks like that. The reason I wanted to recap all of this is just to give people kind of a, a brief overview of the Darth Vader story. And Revenge of the Sith is the most interesting of the prequels, yeah. I think, because you actually get to see what happened to Anakin that yeah. turns him into Darth Vader for people out there who don't know. Here's a recap. Obi-Wan Kenobi is his mentor. Yeah. And for reasons that you can just watch the movie to find out, they get into a fight, an ultimate showdown on a volcano planet. Mm. And Obi-Wan Kenobi ends up cutting off Darth Vader, uh, Anakin Skywalker's limbs. I think he cuts off like two legs and one arm, yeah. like messes him up. He says, he says, I have the high ground. Yeah. And Anakin uh, now is basically limbless and he's on the banks next to a lava flow and he gets so close that the heat kind of catches him on fire and he's roasted to the core. Yeah. That fight always makes me laugh because that's their first fight. And technically in A New Hope, you see their second fight. And it's just so funny to see the juxtaposition of like. In Revenge of the Sith, they're like flipping on lava things. Yeah, they're old men, 20 years, dude. <laughs> and then, then, then a new hope is like. Mm. What's so funny mm. to me is uh, <laughs> it, he's only 41, but yeah, he moves like an 80 year old. Yeah. But there are uh, explanations yeah. for all of that stuff, which which we will get into. So, um, yeah, that's Darth Vader in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, for anybody who's interested, I think that they just announced. Uh, they didn't just announce this. It was actually like a year and a half ago that they are getting Hayden Christensen to come back. Yes. To play Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in a new Disney Plus show. I think you are all about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I was about to say you and McGregor is going to be in that show as well as Obi-Wan. Yeah. Which I'm excited for that. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Like yeah. <laughs> you were in theaters 20 years ago. And now you're just streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah. I, it's, not, it's not. I mean, times have changed. 
Disney Plus is basically like being in theaters. Yeah, I, I think Star Wars has worked way better now as a, as in a TV format. And it's really funny. I This is a total fucking tangent that uh, someone interviewed John Boyega after the, the new uh, trilogy. And he was like, you're not going to Disney Plus me. And it's so funny because now he's gone. He like <laughs> he said that shit. And now he's like, yeah. doesn't exist. You're right about that. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Speaking of Darth Vader and how popular the character is in yeah. 2019, an original Vader helmet from the Empire Strike ba- Strikes Back was uh, put on auction. Oh, wow. How much do you think it sold for? How much would you pay for an original Darth Vader helmet from the Empire Strikes Back? Okay, this is a. I love shit like this because, like, you know, a lot of people don't expect poke like a Charizard base set card to go for like half a million dollars. So I'm sh- sure this is pretty high. And we have also done an episode about what billionaires spend their money yeah. on. And we know that the world's most expensive taco costs $25,000 I for a taco. My guess is $3 million. That is a bold guess. That is a respectable guess. Okay. But it did not go for that much. Oh, did it go way less? It actually went for less than a million dollars, but not much less. $900,000 Okay, is what it will cost to get you an authentic Darth Vader helmet from the Empire Strikes Back. That's like the best one. That price is just going up like. Yeah, that's an investment. Every year. Like (laughs) that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, uh, the creation of Darth Vader. Where, okay. where did this character come from? Obviously George Lucas created star Wars. It was a movie that he wrote. Um, I did some research and just starting with the name mm. found that, uh, I heard that Darth Vader was a play on the words dark water. Yes. Uh, I also have some info here. Uh, apparently, it's also like a combo of death and invader. Yeah, those were other words yeah. that had been um, mixed in to inspire this name. So I guess George Lucas had just been playing with a lot of names and playing with um, themes of mythology. Like a lot of people famously know Yeah, he studied with uh, Joseph Campbell mm. and read the book Hero with a Thousand Faces. The classic. Um, and borrowed from something called the monomyth, which is this idea that a core archetypal story can be found in all cultures and civilizations throughout time. Basically, we tell the same story over and over. Everybody out there who's like looked into storytelling or just movies in general has probably heard about the monomyth. Yeah. Or like here with Thousand Faces. Star Wars is like one of the most famous examples of it. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people know it as the hero's journey. Yeah. As well. Totally. Um but, yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, well the hero's journey yeah. I feel like is a part of the monomyth. Yeah. But there's other elements of it as well. And I feel like he was kind of looking at all of that stuff. Um it wouldn't be an episode of Mega <laughs> Any any podcast uh if my phone didn't go off. That's your uh the the you know, in the hero's journey, the that's the mystical force, the mystical force Dude, that shows could up. Be filming at like three in the afternoon or nine in the morning. Somebody's going to call me or text Every, me. Yeah, it's kind of only crazy. when the camera is on. Yeah, only when the camera <laughs> is on. It's insane. Uh, you were telling me uh, before we started filming that George Lucas had something called like the Wells. That he oh, was yeah, yeah. So apparently he was. When you decided to write his movie, he started he wanted to create his own mythology. Yeah, so he he came up with this thing called the the Journal of Wills. Journal of Wills. W H I L L S. Okay. And I have a quote from him talking about it if you want me to read that. Now, this is something that's referenced in like the new trilogy, right? I think so. I think they made it canon in The Force Awakens. Um, but he said originally I was trying to have a story be told by someone else, uh, an immortal being known as Will. Uh, there was somebody watching this whole story and recording it. Somebody probably wiser than the mortal players in the actual events. I eventually dropped this idea and the concept behind uh, the wills turned into the force. But the wills became a part of the mass of the massive amount of notes, quotes, background, and information that I used for the script. Uh, the stories were actually taken from the Journal of Wills. So he kind of wanted to come up with this mythology, but was kind of just like journaling like random ideas. And it's kind of cool because in in this journal, you know, he has like, like Darth Vader was in this journal as like just a random guy named General Vader. Yeah. 
like not even a robot dude, just a normal guy just named General Vader. And, uh, you know, the main villain was actually a guy named uh, Kane Starkiller instead. And and I think I don't know if you have any notes on uh, the Starkiller lore. Well, um, yeah. So I, I also read I do have some notes about Starkiller. Yeah. Um, that that the, he ended up dropping the name Starkiller because it was had too many connotations with the Charlie Manson murders that had happened that that makes um, sense um it's i mean i read that somewhere i don't know how true that is but what i read was that it was just too ooky with everything going on in the news so he changed it from star killer to skywalker a lot of people know that it was originally yeah. star killer but i also not to cut you oh. off but just getting back to the name vader apparently george lucas went to high school with a guy named gary vader yeah i have that too i was gonna say that <laughs> uh but he's sweet he, you know when you're coming up with this stuff who knows where you get your inspiration from he swears that he this was had nothing to do with gary vader but at the same time it was probably in his subconscious yeah somewhere. there's that classic video on youtube george lucas and love did you ever see that no it's like a, a short film some guy made where it's like george lucas in college and he's like talking to people and he's like my name is Gary Vader. And then like, he just like meets a, like a hairy dude named like Chewy and he's like, Oh, and he just starts writing all of it down. It's kind of cute. If, if you haven't seen that, check it out, check it out. What's it called? George Lucas and love. Yeah. It's like a super early YouTube, uh, thing. Um, so what I think is funny and some people may have seen this earlier this year, but, uh, a toy was released with, uh, that said dark Vador, <laughs> yeah. uh, and people were posting pictures of it online. I guess that's the French name for Darth Vader. Mm. I found out that when the original star Wars was released in France in the seventies, they changed all the names of the main characters and Darth Vader became dark Vador. Since then, they have changed the names back to the original characters' names. Okay. Except Dark Vador <laughs> ha is the only one that stuck. Sounds cool. Dark so Vador. in France, Darth Vader is known as Dark Vador. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. There was like that Lego set and just a Dark Vador. <laughs> yeah. So um, at some point, George Lucas decided that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father oh i just want to say this real quick yeah i didn't apparently in the journal of wills uh with the stuff with kane star killer yeah apparently kane star killer was gonna like the main character's name was uh was gonna just be anakin like anakin was gonna be luke and he always had this like idea that kane star killer was his father but luke also had a brother named diek so there's gonna be like two main characters so he always had this concept of like someone's someone's father Diak or Deke maybe. Yeah. Deke and, and Anakin were like the, the two main characters and, and Kane Starkiller was their father who was uh, like, he had no concept of like Darth Vader being like, uh, you know, the way he like the iconic look just yet. It was just like a, like a normal dude as well, yeah. which is pretty interesting. It's so interesting how the idea gets boiled down to something way simpler. Yeah. yeah like he, he was trying to like, I, I could sense he was probably reading like, dune because i feel like dune has a lot of like family lore mm -hmm. and uh dune also has like you know paul and his mom are like going through it a lot in, in the the story so i think i could sense george lucas was like well i need to have the two characters but then he probably saw fucking hidden fortress and was like no i don't need that shit i could just do one guy yeah, and I it was probably just getting way too complicated in a mm. screenplay. He's like, oh my God, this is going to be like a nine-hour film <laughs> yeah. if I have three main characters, yep. uh, which he did end up having three main characters. So, yeah. But they weren't all brothers and sisters. Well, they were, so yeah, I so, don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, the remnants I, are still there, but like less prominent. Yeah. Which is cool. It all came through in the end, one way or another. Um, but so to get back to when did they decide that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father? I guess after Star Wars was such a smash hit in 1977, yeah. they started working on a sequel. And in 1978, George Lucas, who struggled a lot with the writing of the original screenplay mm. for the first movie, it took years and years of revisions and he didn't want to go through that process again. So he hired a sci-fi author to help him write the second movie. It was... Somebody by the name of no Lee Brackett. Okay. Um, and in the first draft that Brackett wrote with Lucas, Luke Skywalker's father shows up as, okay. as a ghost Whoa. to give advice to Luke kind of in the same way that Obi-Wan's ghost yeah. shows up, but a little different. I guess in this version, Luke Skywalker's father shows up to contact Luke when he's training on Dagobah. Okay. 
Um, you know, as we know now, Luke sees Obi-Wan's ghost on Hoth and then goes to Dagobah and like battles with his father's ghost, but it's Darth Vader. Yeah. Again, all of these elements are still kind of there, but have been changed to their current form. Um, but I guess uh, George Lucas never really liked that version of the script. And then his co-author, Lee Brackett, died of cancer. Oh, that's and sad. so George was left alone to finish the script and he rewrote it into its current version. I guess there is a draft from April 1st, 1978 that had the new plot twist that said Darth Vader was Luke's father. Okay. Uh, and cinema history was forever changed. For real. That like, is like, uh, I mean, that changed the landscape of Star Wars forever. Up until that point, honestly, it probably was not really intended for Darth Vader to be Luke's father. They probably were going to be separate characters. In the first movie, Obi-Wan tells Luke that his father was killed by Darth Vader. Yeah. And the way it's portrayed, it, it pretty much implies that they are separate people who actually fought. And Luke's father was actually killed by Vader, which is cool because it worked. It kind of is interest more interesting to be like he killed him, but then you're like, like it's almost like a spiritual kind of killing. Like he metaphorically, he metaphorically killed him. killed him, which is way more interesting to, than just having like this dude kill his dad. Well, as a kid, I always felt like it was obvious they kind of made that 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 twist up as they went along. Yeah, it's like, oh, it really sounds like in the first movie he that they fought each other. Yeah. Um, not metaphorically, but <laughs> physically, but I don't care. I mean, it's great how yeah. it is. It is what it is. It's star Wars. Um, I guess there were also versions of return of the Jedi that end early versions of the script that end with Luke taking on the mantle of Vader where he, there's a okay. version of the script where he takes the helmet and declares now I am Vader. <laughs> Which That'd be cool. I would just love to see a, like a fan film where they film the original script. That would be awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's that's pretty you just good. Get, you just handed someone a fucking like gem. The alternate, the dark universe. I wonder if those scripts like still exist. Oh, yeah. You can find them around oh, somewhere. Cool. Uh, I also think it's funny. Speaking of things that changed over time that were revised, it's kind of implied in the original film mm. that Darth is this character's first name. Yes. That it's not a title. Um, and Obi-Wan even refers to the character simply as Darth. Mm, in that uh, fight, yeah. Yeah, which nobody ever does again for like the entirety of the Star Wars saga. They never call uh, any of the Sith Lords Darth. <laughs> <laughs> they always uh, give them names. So again, uh, I feel like what the idea of the Sith were, which for people who don't know, uh, there's Jedis and then their evil counterpart would be the Sith. Yeah. They're like evil Jedis. Yeah, pretty much. But originally, I think the Sith were going to be more of like a private army. Okay. I read that the Sith were going to be uh, kind of like what the SS were to Hitler. The Sith oh, would yeah. be to the Emperor. That makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, like a secret police, a secret service uh, that is personally controlled by him. Again, they kind of have that with the Imperial Guard, those red dudes who... For a long time, it was never clear, like, are those guys force trained? Yeah. Are those guys related to the Sith? In the new trilogy, they they still don't kind of explain it. Like, maybe, maybe, but probably not. But maybe. Yeah, I I know that one, they fight those guys, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember if That's they're like force trained at all. So for a long time, well, uh, getting back to the Sith, all of that was just condensed into the Darth Vader character. Mm. Now, when it comes to those red hooded Imperial guards, we, I think see them in return of the Jedi, but we never see them in action. And for the longest time for decades, star Wars fans were like, I want to see those guys fight. Yeah. I bet those guys are like really badass fighters. <laughs> And there was some lore, like, are those guys tied to Sith because they're Emperor Palpatine's, like, personal guard? Um, yeah, in the new trilogy, we actually do see them fight, but it's only one scene. And it's a cool fight, but it, it kind of, like, doesn't really explain much about yeah, what's going on with Probably the best guys. scene in that whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that we have fans watching right now who could tell us exactly what's going on with those dudes. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, the comments on this one are going to be crazy. Like, there's probably so many people feel know free exactly to leave a comment. what... Hey, it's Star Wars. I'm yeah. not going to claim to be even close to the biggest Star Wars fan out there, but uh, there was a time when I truly loved Star Wars. Yeah. I got a Star Wars tattoo. 
right here. Oh, shit. And I'm not going to show it off Aww. on camera, but it's my only tattoo. <laughs> uh, so I feel confident that the information I'm providing today is pretty well vetted, though it may not be the complete story. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of holes. There's just uh, so much. Yeah, there is. It's like 40 years of content for one of the most popular characters ever created. And it's always changing and and like evolving and there's books and there's comics and there's, you know, there's speaking of this shows. I actually tried to look up quote unquote nerdy shit. <laughs> I wanted to find some little known facts about the story of Darth Vader that some Star Wars nerds out there. Well, they probably know this stuff, but some of them might be surprised. Yeah, by what I found. Let's get into it. For sure. me, uh, one of the biggest plot holes that comes from the Star Wars uh, saga, the Skywalker saga, as they call it, we have the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And as it turns out, we have these droids. Yeah. One in particular, C-3PO, is a main character in all of these films. Mm. He's with Luke Skywalker. He goes to Cloud City. He sees Darth Vader in Cloud City. Yeah. But then the prequels uh, show us that young Anakin was actually the one who built C-3PO. Yes. And there's always been this question of, did Darth Vader not remember C-3PO when he <laughs> sees him on Cloud City? Because he doesn't react yeah. at all. And it's like, if you spent your whole childhood building a robot, and then it disappears, and 20 years later, it walks in in a trap that you set for your own son. Aren't you going to have a reaction? Like, aren't you going to say something to that robot? I think what George Lucas tried to do, because, like, I'm sure later down the line he thought about that, uh -huh. and I find in, like, their prequels, you just kind of see a lot of robots that look like C-3PO yeah. around. And the same thing with R2-D2. Like, they constantly, like, show other robots that look similar. Um, well, yes, they've addressed this issue. Oh, shit. we have an answer. So according to the comics, uh, the always Star the Wars legends. Yeah, there's an issue called Thank the Maker. C-3PO is uh, attacked and destroyed in Cloud City. There's a scene where he like goes into a room and they dismantle him. Yeah. As the story goes, the pieces of C-3PO are brought to Darth Vader who sees C-3PO and does recognize him from his childhood. Okay. And actually feels nostalgia for the robot that he created when he was still human. He takes mercy on C-3PO and decides, orders his soldiers to take the pieces of C-3PO and deliver them to Chewbacca oh. in his cell, hoping that Chewbacca will put him back together. Basically, he's like, oh, I, I remember my old friend here. All right, send him back. They'll, they'll put him back together. He took mercy on oh, him. shit. He did remember C-3PO. How about that, folks? I wish I could re recall exactly what the fuck I'm trying to remember here, but there's like something in the comics where like Yoda is put into like force chains, and that always makes me laugh. Oh, fuck. I like, love comics, dude. <laughs> I think it's from Darth Vader. Like he puts him in force chains. All right, I got another one for you. Yeah. How did Darth Vader know that he was Luke's father? Uh, the Force. The Force. Well, <laughs> there's a story for this too. Okay. That was explained in the comics. Oh, shit. So, Luke Skywalker destroys the Death Star. Mm. And at this point, Darth Vader has no idea who is this mysterious pilot who has destroyed the greatest weapon in the universe. Darth Vader kind of got into a space battle with him, but he yeah. never saw him face to face. But he did pick up that he was force sensitive, mm. quote unquote. Darth Vader uh, wants to find the pilot who destroyed the Death Star. So he hires a bunch of bounty hunters to track this person down. And it's Boba Fett. Oh, shit. Who tracks down who this pilot was. And he's unable to capture this pilot. But he tells Darth Vader, I found his name. Darth Vader says what? And he goes, his name is Skywalker. Oh, shit. And Darth Vader knows in that moment, son of a bitch. There's, son of a bitch. Uh, there's only one Skywalker in this universe, and it's fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why the plot, supposedly, of Return, uh, I'm sorry, Empire Strikes Back, now Darth Vader has like a vendetta. He wants to find Luke Skywalker because not only is this the pilot that destroyed the Death Star, but now he has information. This might be my son. He, he could give a fuck less about Leia. He but, doesn't know about Leia. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't find out about Leia until the third movie, True. remember? A yeah. sister. Oh. All right. Enough of this story stuff. Who cares? How does Darth Vader know 
how Luke is his son. Did he remember C-3PO? Let's get to the real interesting stuff. Yeah. Can Darth Vader eat? Can Darth Vader eat food? I'm going to say yeah, because you see him in that fucking weird, like, pod. Well, guess what? They covered this in a comic, too. It's always in the fucking comics. (laughs) Yes. Darth Vader does have a chamber that he can exist in without his helmet on. We see it in the second movie. It is like a big Easter egg that he lives in. It's known as his hyperbaric chamber. Okay. Yeah. Inside the hyperbaric chamber, Darth Vader can consume meals with his mouth. But we can't assume that he's going to go sit in this giant Easter egg every time he gets hungry. So they have established that his suit... And I know you have information about his suit, Mm. but his suit has intravenous feeding mechanisms so that he can receive nutrition without eating. And apparently in a book called Princess Leia Imperial Servant, Vader has a reputation. He is known for claiming that he never consumes any food or drink. Oh, shit. So he can eat, but he he chooses not to. That was always something that was super interesting to me, like that he can go into that pod and take a suit off. Like, yeah, that's what I've always wanted. Out of Star Wars is like a scene where like someone's in there with him. I know like in character wise, like he doesn't seem like a dude who'd want people to see him like that. Yeah. Um, But it'd be crazy. Like, oh, like at the end or something like him and Luke have a conversation in there. I mean, they kind of do. He has the, the suit. We off. didn't really get into this, but uh, George Lucas, a lot of people say like, yeah, he was influenced by samurai films. Yeah. Um, And then you look at Darth Vader and Darth Vader looks like a samurai. Yeah. Uh, apparently the suit was designed by Ralph McQuarrie, famous sci-fi. Oh, I had different information on that too. What? Uh, I I kept getting the name John Molo. I think John Molo is the costume designer who actually built the costume. Yeah. But, um, George Lucas worked with this artist to make all these famous paintings of characters. And the one of Darth Vader from 1975 is almost unchanged from what the final concept would yeah. be. Yeah. But the idea was that Darth Vader was a mysterious character who would, quote, ride in on the wind, which to me is like he's supposed to be kind of supernatural, maybe a little witchy, a yeah. little scary, which he is. They nailed that. And he was supposed to be able to travel between spaceships. So that suit is a fully functioning space suit that can yeah. sustain him in the vacuum of space, which we've never seen. I would love to see Darth Vader just do a spacewalk <laughs> from ship to ship. Yeah, I was reading about like, yeah, that's why he all the breathing stuff was a remnant of from the early scripting where like he was jumping from ship to ship. And also like in early designs, they were trying to make that grill look teeth like almost like a mouth. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting like as well. Like a screaming face. Yeah, or exactly. Or a vacuum. But then it, it and honestly it does look like a vacuum. It's like, is Darth Vader going to suck me up? Like, <laughs> am I, should I be scared or horny? I don't know. I did learn that the that guy that design, or built the costume only had a budget of $1,000 to build the, wow. the original costume. So for 1000 bucks, you could get a fully functioning Darth Vader costume. Yep. I heard that he used uh, a German World War II military helmet. Yeah. A gas mask. A motorcycle suit and maybe just a couple other parts, but that was basically it. Yeah, he was like influenced by like the samurai helmets. Yeah, um, yeah. And then combined, you know, the Nazi helmet with the with the gas mask. Uh huh. Um, so we know Darth Vader can eat food, but more importantly, I got to I got to the real facts out there. Can Darth Vader shit? You betcha. <laughs> the answer. Get this. Darth Vader in the book Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. (laughs) This is a comic or just a book? I think this is an actual book. Okay. They describe that Darth Vader relies on catheters to urinate. Makes sense. uh, But has collection pouches built into his suit for his solid waste. Much like an actual space suit. Not only that, but his suit is equipped with Something called recyclers, which are able to take his waste and we know he uses intravenous nutrients to be filtered into his body. They're just pumping the recycled waste back into his body. Uh, uh, so Darth Vader shits his pants and then eats it. Essentially. Yeah. You didn't know that about Darth Vader. Welcome to Mega Strange. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you whoever wrote that book stole that from Dune. 
because in Dune, they like all the Fremen wear a suit that recycles all their sweat and piss and shit into of water. Of for course, them. yeah. This is just a ripoff. It's just a ripoff. Oh yeah. Uh, and now you know why he's such a bad dude. My man has a catheter in twenty four seven. Yeah, and he's drinking piss yeah. nonstop. He's like, like I hate drinking piss. Yeah, that's how he. But that's how you can force choke people. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get special powers. Exactly. Uh, this is one that I thought was really funny. A, a little known fact: Darth Vader cannot lift his arms above his head. This is okay. This is canon. This is official Star Wars lore. This is official, so don't argue with me on this. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if, if like in any other movie, like if they've showed it, shown him doing that before. Despite being a feared fighter, Darth Vader has trouble lifting his arms over his head. In Dark Lord: The Rise of Darth Vader, it is explained that he avoids doing it unless absolutely necessary. Uh, the inflexibility and sheer weight of his armor restricts his movement so much that he has uh, needed to modify his fighting style since his Jedi days, and he does not wield his lightsaber in the same manner that he did when he was known as Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Which I actually think is really interesting. When he was Anakin, he was free. He was like a flippy ninja. Yeah. When he's Vader, he's more mechanical. Like it's a, very samurai. Like a knight in armor. Yeah. Can't You just can't get those arms up. This is as much as he can do. But he has the force, so, you know, he could... Yeah, I, I could sense, like, George Lucas really wanted the lightsaber stuff to feel really like like with, with samurais like you're not pulling your sword out unless it's like completely necessary and then like i know i've heard him talk about how like uh uh, uh mark hamill always said in training with the lightsaber he wanted to always go one-handed and uh george lucas always said no you have to use both hands yeah it's excalibur like you can't, you have to use both hands. And it's so funny to see in the prequels, like they're flipping with one hand. Which is interesting <laughs> to me because for me, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but when I think of the imagery of Star Wars, maybe my favorite image, like when you say Star Wars and I get that little nostalgia feeling in my mind, what I always imagine is Luke Skywalker dressed in black on Jabba's barge in the desert. Yeah. And he's holding his green lightsaber with two hands. Yeah. He's kind of like bent forward, mm. like he's ready to fight with it. Yeah. And in my mind, ever since I was a little kid, that's my image of Star Wars. Like he looks so badass. Yeah. Holding that lightsaber. With the glove too. That, the green lightsaber. And he's kind of like, he has it, you know, like a baseball bat, two handed. Yeah. And I agree, like in the prequels, when the Sam, when the when the Jedi's are just kind of like wielding it, like it's light and it's off to the side or whatever, and it's just not as iconic as like you know lined up behind. Yeah, me. they're always doing like that. Like they'll have it out and like they'll flip it around and shit. I'm like, yeah. I hate that. I so hate I think that he made the right choice. I love that two handed look. Yeah, personally. it just makes it seem way more powerful and like yeah, un, like un like don't fuck with unruly. this dude. He's got a good grip on it. Exactly. Um. I have a couple more things here, which I just thought were funny. Mm. I, I did so much research. It just started getting into like the old man problems that Darth Vader has. <laughs> so like apparently Darth Vader can't hear very well and he has makes trouble sense. and he has trouble sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this is in Canon. So these all make sense. Uh, I guess his ears got burned off. You see it. And yeah. His, and his eardrums get melted. Oh God. And so Darth Vader has hearing implants. <laughs> Like and, the sound of metal. Yeah, no, literally. Like, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch that movie, that's what they describe his hearing sounds like. It's, they say that it sounds like everything is underwater okay. and has a lot of, like, background noise and unnecessary feedback amplified. That would be hilarious. if. if so he's hearing everything through a really shitty hearing aid. Well, he has, like, it would be really funny if there's just, like, a scene in the movie. They're like, Vader, the enemies are attacking. What? 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 What, what did you say? What did you what? say to me? Say that one more and time. then the guy's like afraid to repeat himself because he thinks he's in trouble. <laughs> and Vader's no, just like, for real. Say mm, one more time. Mm, no, again. I yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently his breathing is so loud that it keeps him up at night. Even though he has trouble hearing, <laughs> his loud ass breathing makes it hard for him to hear. You might think it sucks being Vader, having all of your senses uh, burned off in a lava flow. But supposedly this guy has an incredible sense of smell. Whoa. I read that his olfactory senses, not only are they still intact, but they've been augmented and boosted by his suit. So he has super smell. <laughs> so maybe in a Star Wars film, I would love to see Vader's coming and you're so scared 
you shit your pants. <laughs> but then he gets a whiff of it and it, it stuns him momentarily. Oh. And that's how you're able to get away because his super, like it just pumps it into his suit. And he's like, he can't, he can't get away from it. He can't, he can't take the suit off. Just remember that at home, folks. I want to see the Vader can't hear, but he can smell. I want to see the opposite. Like someone like gr Grandma Tarkin, like bakes a pie or something. And then Vader's like in his <laughs> like in another room and you yeah. see like the wafting smell. And then he like Looney Tunes, like goes into the air and like follows the smell <laughs> to the pie. Yeah, he's like floating with twinkle toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty much everything I have for Vader here. Okay. And there. There's a couple uh, facts that I skipped over because maybe they're not that interesting, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Uh, one, sorry. The thing I wanted to get into real quick. Uh huh. My favorite thing about star Wars is all the fucking weird Italian knockoff films. Okay. Um, and I didn't know how to combine them. I was like, do I make a Johnny brain? What do I do? And I was like, Hmm, I remembered that there's a, a recent meme format that I really enjoy. So I made a little meme for you. If you want to Johnny memes. This is a Johnny meme. Um, this is all for all you Zoomers out there. All right. Lay it on us. <sighs> okay. Mr. Incredible. Darth Vader. <laughs> Space robot. That thing's <laughs> awesome. Why Mr. Incredible? I don't... Is this the meme? Is Mr. Incredible the meme? Is this getting scarier? It's getting scarier. It's getting weirder. Is that Ch Chad Vader? <laughs> anyway, that's the meme. <laughs> Bravo, my friend. Bravo. By the way, I'd never seen Chad Vader until Johnny showed it to me. Yeah, I was bringing that up uh, last night. You'd be amazed how much uh, internet pop culture I've just completely oblivious to. Being in Mega 64, I think I focused only on the my own content and missed so much of the other internet content out there. So I gave you a little deep dive this week. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and we just gave everybody our own deep dive. I think that about wraps up today's episode. Oh, oh you have more? I did just want to talk about this for a second. Okay, here. lay it on me. Um, I wanted to talk about how Darth Vader kind of he he like is a cultural impact, but I wanted to talk about how he impacted someone's life. Who? Hayden Christensen. Oh. Uh, uh -oh. I wanted to talk for, for better or worse. For worse. Yeah, you don't say. I would say Darth Vader ruined his life. Okay. To an extent. Um. I did learn this. I thought this was really interesting, but I, I found all the people who had tried out for the role of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize a ton of the names, but I, I kind of highlighted the ones I did. Paul Walker. Okay. Colin Hanks. All right. Heath Ledger. Ooh. James Vanderbeek. Nice. And Leon Leonardo DiCaprio. All of those people went on to become way more famous than Hayden Christensen. Yeah. But it'd been cool, like if if like it was just Leo. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like whoever would have gotten the role may have had their career ruined. So we would have swapped Leo for Hayden. Yeah, like. But here's the thing, which is, I don't know how telling this is about his like Hayden Christensen as a person. But Lucas stated that he picked Christensen because uh, he needed an actor who had that presence of the dark side. Oh, so he I, does look a little dark sided. You know, yeah. he's got that shade to him. I hope he still brings that to his performance in Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what I'm, I'm saying. But like, okay, so over time, like he, he was in these prequel movies and people just fucking despised him. Uh, it, there's yeah, there's kind of like a curse with being in these Star Wars movies, yeah. uh, especially the newer ones where well, it's just like people I was, fucking despise you. I was like of the audience. I was 15 yeah. when those movies came out. And I remember a lot of people saying that Hayden Christensen ruined their idea of who Darth Vader was. That the most badass villain in history has now been reduced to this whiny, angsty teenager who was very uncool. Exactly. It was a soap opera. <laughs> uh, and Which it, is not his fault. It's I mean, George Lucas wrote it and directed it to be that way. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like a lot of people blame Hayden Christensen, but he's like constantly made reference to how 
the scripts gave him nothing to work with really like you know it's like he's given this bad dialogue and 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 told to act it well like it's just an awkward situation to be in uh especially if you're you're like in these movies where you're in front of like the fucking world and you're like 19 yeah like you don't know any better what are you gonna stand up to george lucas (laughs) exactly and so i i personally feel like these movies kind of ruined his career for the longest time like no one's seen the movie jumper but, uh, well, I heard the movie Jumper actually did Iron Man numbers did internationally. I saw it. It's not good. <laughs> like in America, it flopped. But in China, it's like one of the oh, highest grossing movies. That's ever. hilarious. So he might be all right. Uh, he might be all right. But to to spin what I said on its side, mm-hmm. I would say it also helped his life out being Darth Vader because it kept him culturally relevant, even though he wasn't in any movies for how long has it been since the prequels came out? Like 20 years. 20 years. People constantly still talk about Hayden Christensen. Uh, it's gone to the point where they they beg for him to come back. And now that he's finally coming back, people are like so fucking happy. Um, yeah. So, so maybe, you know, all's well that ends well. Exactly. And that's the note I wanted to end on to say that some people out there think it ruined his life. I think it kept him relevant for 20 years. Nice. Uh, maybe not in the best way possible. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he gets fucking shit on uh, on a constant basis, uh, but at least we got that cool interview with Master P or whatever, uh, where he has a lizard on his shoulder. Uh, that's you know part of internet history. Yeah, look that up if you <laughs> haven't seen it. Hey, that's our episode for today, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Now you know who Darth Vader is. Check out Star Wars. It's going to be a hit. I think you're going to like this movie. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday yes. with another episode of Mega Strange, and we're going to return to some spooky, supernatural it. stuff. Don't worry. And hey, you know what else? Every Tuesday, we're coming at you with another mailbag episode. You can call us up on our hotline yes. and give us a cool story about some Mega Strange things that have happened to you. If it's interesting and if it's uh, quick, we might just feature it on our mailbag. So give us a call and let us know how you're doing and you know what else? Follow us on social media. Yes. You can follow uh, Mega Strange Podcast on Instagram, and you can subscribe to this channel on YouTube. Please. Leave a comment, like, and share oh. the video with your friends. Help us out, you know? Uh, and links in the description. Check out Cryptid Crate uh, and use offer code MEGASTRANGE, all Thanks. lowercase yeah. one word. I totally forgot Me to too. even mention our sponsor <laughs> this week. Yeah. We uh, have an amazing sponsor. It is Cryptid Crate. And if you go to Cryptid Crate and use the promo code MEGASTRANGE, all one word, all lowercase, you will receive $5 off the Cryptid Crate sampler or 25% off your first Cryptid Crate month subscription. I recommend getting the sampler because the sampler has a 50% off coupon in it. So you actually get maximum savings by going with that one first. But you can do whatever you want. Just make sure you use the discount code MEGASTRANGE. All right, that's it for us. We'll be back next week and on Tuesday. We'll see you then, everybody. So stay strange. Good night.